graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. The views and opinions expressed, including the depictions of persons of color and members of the LGBTQA community, do not reflect any official policy or position of the U.S. government. This program contains graphic language, violence, nudity, misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, hate crimes, and depictions of sexual assault. Be advised. Born at the beast at the lot, followed by 12 yep swat. We pull up the jack in the box. I just took a cake at the box, took a drumstick at the box. Eat on the goddamn sale, I'm too lazy I get some major deals, I'm gonna say this is the 80s I'm talking about coupons, get my cash back Man, I love me Papa John's, I smack smack Don't eat salad with croutons, I can pack that You can catch me at McDonald's on Sat Sat So, supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. Right, and then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use the medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Stay the fuck at home! Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show, and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello, and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And you know, Paul, stuck in quarantine, besides my daughter, I don't think I've seen or been in the presence of another human being in the past month or so. But when my daughter's not here, I'm stuck in the house with a cat. And long-term listeners of the show will know that, you know, my cat at one point was your cat. And mm-hmm. I'm stuck in the house with a farting cat. <laughs> <laughs> this cat, I mean... I, and, and trust me, I Googled it. I wanted to make sure that she was okay. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, 
everything else about her is okay. Her diet did, ch- and I, I don't want to say diet changed. I mean, I got her. Usually, I get her like the beef cat food, and now we switched over to the fish cat food, and maybe that's not sitting right with her stomach or something like that. But you know, you're, you're sitting in a room. I'm shaking my head at you. Right now. <laughs> You know, you're sitting fucking in a room. Fucking shaking my head at you. You know, we're in the middle of quarantine. I give you my fucking cat, and this is the shit I have to deal with. She's been well kept care of in the past couple of years. Yeah, every now and then she jumps out of the window and runs away. Uh, but uh, that most cats, a lot of people have outside cats. She's She tends not to be an outside cat. But, um, you know, she likes to stand in the window. And it's so weird because now with the quarantine... And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are, are, are feeling this also. My sleep cycle's all over the fucking place. You know, right now, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little something. I'll do some work or whatever. And then I'll go to sleep. And I'll sleep for like two hours. And I'll wake up and I'll fuck around on the computer for a couple more hours and go back to sleep. So, um, I've, for some reason, I've been getting up like at five o'clock in the morning recently. That's sort of like, that's sort of been my thing. So like at five o'clock in the morning, She's right at the window because that's, you know, that's that time when the sun comes up and all the birds start chirping and stuff like that. So she is she is right there. Just like, you know, as soon as this asshole opens the window, I'm fucking running out there and killing all you motherfuckers <laughs> or at least trying to. <laughs> so but, I don't, you know, uh, I, and it's so weird because because my daughter was here the other day and I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that I thought my daughter was fucking with me and I thought she was farting and blaming it on the cat. You know, just like, uh, you know, ha ha ha. But, you know, uh, since since and, and and I heard it the other day, I heard the cat fart the other day. So uh, but, you know, with that, you know, she I'm fucking shaking my head <laughs> at you still. And, and that's the whole thing is I at first I was blaming it on my daughter saying, you know, you're you're shifting. You're, you're lying to me. You know, I, I'm falsely accusing my daughter of, of farting. And, and, and my daughter hasn't been here in a couple of days. And it's this cat, you know, she's just sitting on my fucking bed and all of a sudden, you know, and it's like, you know, we're in the middle of quarantine and you're like, you know, you're like, I question myself. Am I farting on myself? But, uh, I, I I told Paul, cause me and Paul, we do, we do kind of do a rundown of what we're going to talk about in the episode, but I said, I got a surprise for you in the beginning, but yeah, that's a surprise. (laughs) I'm going to take her back. You keep your shit (laughs) up. I'm telling you right now. But I mean, I I mean, it's not. Other than that, she's fine. She's acting the same way she's always acted, just farting now. And I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but all right, let's. She's a big sweetheart. Don't don't oh, hurt the sweetheart. Of course sweetheart. she's okay. a sweetheart. Of course she's a sweetheart. She's just farting. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing because you know usually you could bl- if you're the only person in the room and you smell something bad, it's, it's you. You can blame it on yourself. But you know she's there on the bed or whatever, and then I just catch a whiff of something like what the. F- <laughs> you know, I'm sitting at home and I'm like, you know, there, I can't blame it on anybody. I, I, unfortunately, I, I falsely accuse my daughter. Um, so you're such a bad father. I see how you are. <laughs> and uh, so here we are in the age of social distance. And Jesus and Christ, every fucking day. And you know, and it's and I understand it's not healthy. Like you know, I I know I'm, you know, between all the shit that I do, I, I mean, I do a lot of shit online. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, not going outside has, has, has been my life. You heard it anyway. here, folks. He, he, he shits online, okay? What I'm just saying is I I know that, you know, I'm a homebody. 
I was a homebody before the fucking quarantine. I'm going to be a homebody after the quarantine. I don't go outside. I don't socialize that much. Um, you know, anyone who's listened to the last episode, I'm not dating anybody anymore, which this would have been the perfect time to be dating someone because you can't take her anywhere. <laughs> why the fuck did I have to break? Why did I break up? I mean, well, she broke up with me, basically. But, you know, wh- what a great time to be dating someone. Hey, babe, can't go to the movies. I can't take you out for dinner. I mean, I guess technically you could like, you know, I mean, you know, if she could hold you to like ordering like Uber Eats or, or Grubhub or, or DoorDash or something like, you know, ordering food from the restaurants, which the other day I ordered, you know, and, you know, this is what happens, man. You know, you sitting at home and, and you, you know, no one there to regulate you. I just ordered a fucking Bloomin' Onion from uh, Outback Steakhouse and I ate that shit all by myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, which is why I'm fucking... <laughs> That's why the cat's farting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're dueling at each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, this would have been a good time to date somebody because you could just say, hey, baby, we can't do anything because, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we can't go anywhere. Let's go to the park. I don't wanna go to I'm shaking, I'm shaking my head at you still. But, um, all right, so yeah, so we're, we're in the age of social distancing, but, you know, I get, I get <clears throat> filled with rage when I go on, I look at, you know, pictures of people outside, not social distancing, not, and like even the other day, like when I, when my daughter was here and then I, you know, went to go take her back to her mom's house and, you know, and I drive through going to her mom's house, I, I drive through a, a pretty nice part of Rochester and I guess like, it's not really spoiling. Yeah, I, I drive through like the East Avenue part of, of Rochester, Park Avenue, East Avenue, that area. And and you just see all these fucking people not social distancing, you know, and, and, you know, like, the other day, okay, yes, the weather's nice, but this isn't a fucking vacation, people. We're in the middle of a fucking quarantine. And, and, you know, you go out and, and I, of course I'm in my car and, and, and everything like that. So, I mean, I'm not around anybody but my daughter, but you see these people like, you know, they're out for their fucking walk, you know, the same assholes in their fucking, you know. And their yoga pants and their sandals and you know there's this you you know there are those obnoxious healthy fucks that you know want to get out of the house but like even like when you're getting to the corner of the street you know and you're waiting for the light to turn you know so the walk sign to go across through the intersection you know stay the fuck away from each other you know and and I see and you see people in groups and it's sort of like maybe it's just me but you know I think you know I mean of course this is a very much of a presumption. I think you could look at two people and see if they're related. You know, you could say, oh, that guy's, or, or, or even if, like how they look at each other, like, oh, that's probably your husband and a wife, or that's, you know, those are, those are people who live in the same house, that's a brother, brother and sister, something like that. But I'm looking at, I'm seeing couples, like people that, like, and I guess technically if, if, you know, if you were a couple before the quarantine, I guess you two can also go out together and, 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 but it's just, I don't know. I see way too many fucking people on the streets, and it's bothering the shit out of me. You know, I live in the fucking hood. You see, you know, the guy standing outside the fucking bodegas and shit like that. And it's like, you know, I mean, I guess, I mean, this is probably a good, I mean, I guess, you know, the weed dealers are probably doing good, making good money. You know, the drug dealers are probably still making good money because people at the home got nothing else better to do but to get high. Probably. But, you know, uh you know, I you know I want this shit to look like you know when I'm driving on the street I don't want to see another fucking person, and it just bothers me that you know you see people on the streets. I mean, uh, luckily you know I do have my car and everything like that. You do see people, you know. I guess they they made the buses now where like you have to get on through the back entrance of the bus, 
like like the bus. I I I think the buses are free right now, and it's like, but the bus driver comes, they pull up, you get in through the back, and then they have like tape and a big X of, of tape uh, in the back, so like it keeps, so you can't cross that tape to get to the driver. You know, so the driver's not exposed to, because obviously people on the bus, you're not exactly getting the cream of the crop of society. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, you know, people who take the bus are probably the fucking lowest of the lows. But, um, you know, so the bus driver, and I can only imagine the shit the bus driver has to put up with. Because I can only imagine people, people <clears throat> passing that line. Like people like, hey, bus driver, could you know, like motherfucker, stay behind the fucking tape. There's a reason why there's a big <laughs> giant X in the middle of the fucking bus, like, you know, like, like diagonally across the bus, you know. Um, and you know, went to Walmart the other day, actually got toilet paper at Walmart, like the big, you know, not the 30 pack, I think what about the 16 pack or whatever, but still, I mean, it was nice. You know, I don't have to go to Wegmans anymore. <laughs> got my toilet paper. Um, but you know, they got the tape on the floor for people to stand six feet apart and, and, and they, and, and I love those partitions, man. Like they, they, like a lot of these places, when you go to the cashier, they put up like a plexiglass partition. And I wish, I swear, I wish I had that back when I worked at Rite Aid because <laughs> you know, people spit when they talk, people have bad breath, you know, now you know, pe- people are sick or whatever. I would have loved to have a fucking plexiglass partition between me and the fucking customers that I had back when I was working. At- um, but, uh, I mean, let's, I mean, of course I say this every episode recently, I don't, I don't want to discuss politics, but we have to address the fucking, fucking elephant in the room of our beautiful wonderful intelligent leader fucking uh president for life trump talking about um injecting injecting fucking disinfectant and using uv light and of course you know the internet went crazy with it and we're all doing jokes and and you know he had that he had that line oh i was being sarcastic and we all have that one friend that, that, you know, they get called out on saying something stupid, and they go, oh, I, I was being sarcastic. No, you were not being sarcastic. You said something really fucking stupid. All right. All right, Paul, since we had some technical difficulties, it's totally my fault. My computer feels like it was getting pretty warm, and I had to turn my fan on just because I bought this fan at a discount. <laughs> like, the internal fan doesn't work, so I kind of have to, have to... I have, like, a little outside little clip fan that, that blows on it. cool cools it off. It was getting a little hot, and so instead of having it, like, fail, like, my computer will just shut the fuck off if, if it's uh, if it's if it overheats. So uh, if you hear a little extra buzz in the background, I'll try to get rid of it in, in post. But that's my fan going. Uh, but like I was saying before, uh, our technical difficulties. Um, you know, this fucking genius is talking about infect injecting disinfectants and and UV light. Now, in all fairness, yes, indeed, there is there is a thing. There is UV light treatment. But um, one, it has it has nothing to do with this virus, and, <clears throat> and um, you know I don't think he understands how it works. And quite frankly, I mean I'm not gonna lie, I don't understand how it works. But quite you know, it's like he and, and of course this is coming from a guy who you know does a po- does a podcast and 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 I know I, I talk a lot, but this guy just has diarrhea of the fucking mouth and you know says things, doesn't fucking think about it, you know. And unfortunately, you know, and then you know there was the next day. Where they were talking about people, people ingesting disinfectant, people calling poison poison control, because people were trying to like you know swallow fucking bleach and swallow Lysol and shit like that. Like, you know, if if 
you listen to our president, you obviously have some sort of mental fucking fucking deficiency, <laughs> you know. And he's putting dangerous ideas in people's heads where people are, uh, you know, obviously it, it, it cause and effect. He said injecting disinfectant, and the next day he didn't tell people go ahead and dis- inject disinfectant, but the next day people took that and ran with it and injected disinfectant. <clears throat> this fucking dummy is talking about liberate this state and liberate that state. And as we're recording this right now, right before the episode got started, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just let me just look at the news. Uh, multiple armed gunmen storm Michigan State House. And state police are protecting Governor, I guess in, in Michigan, uh, Governor Whitmer, and blocking the gunmen, gunmen from gaining access to the House floor. Now, just imagine, just imagine for two seconds if this was a black radical group. You know, it, oh, yeah. if this was, you know, uh, people were and they stormed the, the house with fucking guns. Uh, better question. How is it that you're allowed? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. How is it that you're allowed to go protest at the Capitol and have fucking weapons? How, how what, in, in what fucking wet dream <laughs> did you did somebody dream this up and go, you know, what would be great. Let's allow people to bring fucking guns in when they when they uh, storm the Capitol. What? Listen, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck thought this was a good idea, but let me make this very clear. Number one, if I was a governor and you came into the Capitol and I was there, I would order the police to arrest you instantly. That's terrorism. If you're coming into a fucking Capitol where I'm at and you're like literally feet away from me with guns, I'm having you arrested. Number two... There should be no fucking law that allows you to bring guns onto the Capitol, period. Mm-hmm. Because you're not only you're not only um, putting the life of the governor, if, whoever that may be, uh, if they go to the Capitol's life in jeopardy. You're putting all those all those uh, state assembly members and state senate members in jeopardy too. So it's like, like, why would you do that? And then you know, I said this on Twitter too. Let's take the the worst case scenario, Chris. Let's say some fucking terrorist sneaks in with these fucking people and opens and opens fire on everybody. Even the other people that have the guns just starts opening fire on everybody and then kills himself. Now you got hundreds of people dead because you dumb fucks allowed guns on the Capitol grounds. And, and let me just uh, and now don't be oh, wrong. It's, it's these fucking people are assholes. And 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 no, it's but fucking I'm just, stupid. Let me just let me just devil's advocate for a second. You go, oh you get God. the you go and you get the state police or whatever, and they arrest four or five of these guys. Then you got these other fanatics that are the, you know what I'm saying the cops can't arrest everybody there. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. I, I, you know, I no. mean, obviously I'm not there, but you know, for for the no. most part, you're, you're you're they're outnumbered. The cops are actually outnumbered in a situation. Yeah, but the, it shouldn't even have gotten to the point where these fucking people were allowed onto the Capitol grounds with fucking guns. Like, that that shit does, does like, like, there's a reason, Chris, why we have, why these governors have to put a fucking lockdown in, it, put it, put it into place in the first place. Because people are fucking stupid. You were just talking about people drinking and injecting themselves with fucking cleaner. Because, Dumb fuck with the red hair decided to fucking say, oh, I'm going to, 
you know, oh, I think this would be fine, or putting UV light into yourself. Like, there's hundreds of calls going into these these uh, state health departments right now asking if this is okay to do. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, I mean, tonight's going to be one of those nights where I just go off on everything, but, like, holy fucking shit, like... How stupid are people? That That's how stupid America is, folks. We have to put a fucking lockdown in because people will go out and go, oh, I'm going to go into the park with 50 other people. Or I'm going to have a funeral with 2,500 other people because I think that's fun. We'll talk about that in a minute, too, because I want to fucking go off now, on that, I'll be too. You, I'm not super familiar with, I guess, something that happened. Is it, is it, you're talking about something that happened in Rochester, yes? So... No, no, no. This is this this happened in New York City. Your your backyard. Oh, are, are, I mean, is this the, the Hasidic Jews? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and of course, you know, and of course, I, 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 you know, I go out there and I say the Hasidic Jews, and and of course that I'm not. When I say that, no, let me, let me, not, let me this is this. no way, shape, or form like anti-Semitic or anything like that. You know, I grew up on the Lower East Side. Let, let me make this. Let me make this very fucking clear. Okay. When me and if me and Chris are criticizing people, especially in this situation, it doesn't matter if you're fucking Jewish, you're black, you're a Latino, you're a fucking green alien that just brought down two thousand five hundred of your fucking friends and went flying went down the fucking street in New York City. Like I don't give a shit who you are. If you're going out there and having a funeral, especially when other fucking people can't have funerals right now. And you tell the, the, the mayor at the last second, oh, by the way, we're having a funeral. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah I'd be pissed, and, too. And the guy died And by the way, <laughs> yes, and you're going down the fucking street. <clears throat> we're talking about fucking droplets. Yes, I get that you got fucking masks on. Um, but there's, there's people there. Hello? You see small children in that, you know, you see small children in that exactly. crowd. Exactly. And, and, and now you're now – you're, <clears throat> Now you're endangering all the police that had to break it up, and you're also endangering the people that now have to take care of you And because now you have fucking coronavirus because you decided to have a funeral. Listen, I get it. I understand. I get it. I fucking get it. You want to have a funeral for your family, or you want to have a funeral in this case for a fam- famous or uh, yeah, famous Jew, Jewish religious leader. I get it. I understand. But there's time for that. Right now is not the time. Dude, if even half of those people fucking go into the hospital, that's going to jump by almost 1,000 people, yeah. Chris. Well, wait a minute. Let's see. Let's do the math. Let's do the proper math. 1,250 people. If half of those people get... That's 600 new people. Get infected. That's... that. I mean, if, if you're going on the low side, let's say a quarter of them, it's 600 people like you just said. 600, 625... And now you're half of it's twelve. And hospitals and hospitals are I mean, burdened for, already. Like, you know, they're they're already at their stress. Yeah, point. exactly. They just sent they just sent the fucking comfort back to Virginia. Like, like, dude, like I have no fucking tolerance for idiocy. I have no tolerance for it, and I'm I'm getting sick and tired of these people. I have to turn off social media sometimes because of all the stupidity that's going on. Like, literally, it's just. It, it, it's like getting in. It's like seeping into my fucking veins, and I'm just like, don't, don't be near me. I have knives in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like I would literally stab all these fucking people. That's how fucking stupid yeah. they are. Like I, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. You know, like let's let's inject ourselves with fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you see these protests, and and I, I mean by this uh, point it sounds hacky, but it, I mean let's address it. The fact that. These people are holding up signs saying, I need a haircut. 
I want a fucking haircut. Well, so so here's 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 the fucked yeah. up part, and th- this is a good. It's good that you brought this up. So let, let's talk about let's talk about this in a constructive way. There are people that are hurting. Okay, and here's the problem: we can't hate on the people that are opening these businesses when these governors say mm-hmm. go ahead and open, because here here's the fucking problem: they're not getting the unemployment, they're not getting the PPP, which is that uh, um, small business loan program. They're not getting that. So now you're just sitting here going, I gotta open because they gotta pay the bills. They're the, the people that they that that, that um, they employ are hurting too. So they're they're sitting there going, dude, I need my job back. You need to hire me back. We need to open up. So in those situations, Chris, dude, I, I'm, I, I understand what you're trying to do. Please be safe. I would suggest you don't, but I can completely understand. Well, and by the way, I'm a very logical person, so I, I, I understand that. But like, for example, they had a guy like these idiots in like California, for example, a whole fucking county is going to open up everything, including their schools. If I was the governor... Like tomorrow, they're doing it tomorrow, Friday. Guess what? If I were the governor, National Guard. Nope, fuck you. Martial law, you're not doing it. Cause you're, cause I don't care if you have zero cases or a thousand cases. If you open up, fuck you, you're going against the state thing. I'm putting martial law in, you're not gonna do it. And I guarantee you, it might have to get to that. And then, you know, you got, there's a, there's a hairstylist, or no, like a haircut guy. That's in this. You're going to laugh at this, Chris, because I, I heard this on CNN today. This fucking guy, he's like, he's like, well, I'm going to open up. I don't care about the governor's orders. Did they warn you? Yeah, they've warned me. I don't give a shit. I'm going to open up because I'm hurting and my people are hurting. OK, I get that. I, I get it. I, I understand it. I, I I get that you're hurting. I get that you, you know, that that this is hard for you. Well, what if they find you? Well, I'd rather get fined and go to jail than not open my business. Wait, what? What? Like, dude, $20,000 that you can't pay on top of your rent, on top of your fucking thing, and yet you're going to open up. Like, uh, just no, 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 no. Don't be stupid. Like, this is the the stupidity I'm, I'm talking about. And getting back to what we were talking about, the protesters, like, some of these business people are in these protests. So I get... I, I completely get those people that are protesting because they want to get back to work. I get it. I completely understand because you're hurting. There's no other choice. You have to open up. I get that. Here's the problem. It's not all those people are there because of that legitimate reason. They're there because they're Trump supporters. I hate to fucking say it, but yeah, they're Trump you supporters. Did. You, you, know, you, know, you see people with Trump flags, Trump hats. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, other Trump paraphernalia and stuff like that. You know, and then the funny thing is that, well, it wasn't Michigan, or I, I forgot what state it was, where they were standing on the, uh, they were standing on the, the steps, and they were referring to the governor, but they were chanting "Lock her up," and it's like obviously that's a yeah, that, that was, was Michigan, Michigan. Yeah, that was Michigan, sort of I like, think. You know, where, like obviously that was the big chant when Donald Trump was in office trying to talk about Hillary Clinton. Well, I, I <laughs> think they had. I think they had a they I think they had a protest downtown Buffalo, but they were all in cars and they also they also like did it the proper way and said hey we're gonna do the protest from this time to this time you know through the town hall okay great I, I think they were all in cars don't don't uh, I I don't know that for sure but um, 
you know, it, it, it is what it is. So, um, I think, you know, that I'm, I'm not so much, I'm not so like hard on people that are protesting from their cars, but it's a whole different beast when you guys are clumped together in a huge group and fucking protesting, not even six feet yeah. apart. Like, like, are you not getting the fact that if you, if you're protesting together like that in a group, people are going to catch coronavirus. People that were even six feet apart in the fucking voting booths at fucking, Wisconsin. um, uh, yeah, Wisconsin, like, what was it? I think 52 people got the coronavirus. Like, and, and yeah, I get that, that there's some people suing New York state for canceling the, the New York state primary. People are stupid. Sorry. I, what do you want me to say? Like, I, I don't want I, – I, if I were the governor, I wouldn't want to do that. By the way, we pretty much have a nominee. So why do we still need the yeah. primary? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it, it just – the stupidity out there right now is, you know what I mean, just absurdly crazy. Yeah. Well, I just like, don't I mean, get like, it. The other day you had posted about a, a, a guy – relatively local to us like opening up his pizza parlor and you know what i mean for places yeah. that are like obviously there are places that serve food that are open that are opened right now but they're opened under the um like you know the guise of you know uh, a curbside and uh, you know well you know they'll bring the food out to you or you right. can order it or or they can yeah. sign up for grubhub or whatever but now of course you know like okay if this guy wants to open up his pizza parlor and open up the tables and stuff like that in a way, that's his. I don't want to say it's his right or whatever. I mean, you know, but it's also it takes the idiots to go into the place and lounge around. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of fucking idiots who will go in there and lounge around. But it's sort of like, you know, it, he shouldn't. You know, like, you know, what I'm saying he's doing one bad thing, but it also it takes two to fucking tango in this one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to take the geniuses to go and sit around in a fucking pizza parlor. Uh, you know, to to really make matters worse. You know, right now, technically, every store could be open right now, but, you know, it's sort of, you know, and I mean, I feel bad for the employees and shit like that, but, you know, it also takes the dummies to leave their house. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and, and what's, like you said, they're dummies because you see them, they, they interviewed these people, and there's one guy screaming about he wants to buy fertilizer for his lawn and he wants to buy paint. And once again, fertilizer for you. And of course, you know, we all, we all, you know, people take pride in their houses and, and property values and stuff like that, but this isn't the time to worry about your fucking lawn. This isn't time to worry about paint for the fucking side of your house. We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And and wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you there. Why are you complaining? <laughs> like, why are you complaining when fucking Lowe's is still That's, open? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah, doesn't make I mean, any I mean, fucking I have sense. A friend that works at Home Depot. He posts on Facebook and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, like the major stores open. I think they're talking about like the smaller mom and pop. Um, you know, well, suck it up, Buttercup, and go to the yeah. fucking big store. I'm well, sorry, Amazon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and and trust me, I mean, and and forgive me, I shouldn't even say Amazon because you know, I hate fucking Amazon. But I mean, online, you know, you have the internet. You know, if it's that, I'm, I, I only say Amazon because if it's that fucking urgent. Yes, you can go to Amazon and have, you know, get something delivered relatively quickly, you know. Um, and don't be wrong. I, I, I understand. I like to walk into a store also. I, I'll, I'll go to a store. You know, if, they have, if I have the option to buy something online or go to the store, I'm still a little older in my mentality where I'll just go to the store because I don't want I don't want to wait a yeah. couple of days for it. I want it now. 
I would I would I would rather go into the store than like it, it's not just it's just not it's not just the convenience where I can get it then. It's also the convenience of having it in my hands and being like, okay, I can use this. Whereas like if you order something online and you're not paying attention that it, you can't return it or worst case scenario, you can return it, but it costs you money to return it. Like, I don't want to do that. I just want to put it in my hand, see if I like it and be like, okay, this is what I want. Ring me up and let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, I, I think that lacks in this like Amazon society. But, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, but yeah. I mean, that's a whole different. That's yeah, a whole I mean, different. I understand the convenience but. and everything like that, but this is not the time. This is this is the time we got to put no. that shit aside. And I had made a, a, a pretty big post about this the other day, and it's, and you know I'm going to kind of repeat myself here. Is that I think there's people who, and we all do it. I mean, we're Americans. Shopping is a pastime. You know, um, when you're not sleeping or working, you're shopping. It gives you something to do. People go to the mall. People, people go to Walmart. You know, and 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 when I worked in when I worked in Rite Aid, there's customers I see two three times a week, and I'm like, buy all your shit at once, asshole. But then again, I mean, some people don't have a car, so they only buy what they hold in their hands for that particular moment. Some people, shopping is their life. Shopping is what gets them out of their house. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, you know, I don't well, know, yeah, you know whatever. And, and once again, I mean, outside work or whatever, you know. Like and I'm I'm guilty of it. I've got to Walmart twice in a week. You know I've, I, I I you know it's, it's but it's it's so I, there's these people that are sitting at home. Their whole identity, their whole way of passing time and 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 having something to do is is defined by going to a place uh, uh, you know to buy stuff. That's their whole fucking life, and it's really fucking sad that that's that's how some people. So it's almost like you know, and it's like I said in my post, it's like it's like taking an addict and taking their drug away. The government saying, oh, you can't you can't shop here anymore, and and you and an addict, you know, if you if you found a way to like successfully remove all the drugs from the world, <laughs> you know, if you say wave a magic wand and every every bit of crack, cocaine, marijuana, mushrooms, all that shit magically disappeared tomorrow. What the fuck? Drug addicts would fucking take to the streets. <laughs> they wouldn't know what the fuck to do with them, you know. So like, you know, it, it, people when you go shopping, and you know they use the term retail therapy. People, when you feel bad, sometimes it's nice to go out and buy your. You know, there are there are endorphins that are released when you buy stuff. People people have a collection mentality, and that's how we are as animals, you know, in hunter gatherer sense. And you know, we've taken that away from them, and they're losing their fucking minds. But you know, they these people need to step the fuck back and go. You know, I don't need that. You know, right now, you should only be leaving your house to buy fucking food, <laughs> and that's it. What else do you need? You know, and and once again, the big box stores open. If if there's something, obviously, if my sink busted right now, or whatever the case may be, yes, I'll have to go to fucking Home Depot and get the parts that I need to get it fixed. I, and thank goodness Home Depot is, you know, is considered an essential business. But once again, that's an emergency. Paint? What the fuck are you painting? There's nothing. There's nothing that needs to be painted right now. There's nothing. You know, your lawn. Fuck your lawn. You know, they're, they're, you know what? Because you, you don't want. You know, you don't want to look bad in front of the neighbors because you want to keep up with the fucking Joneses. You know, fuck your lawn. Fuck your clothes. Fuck your fertilizer. Fuck your haircuts. That's the biggest. That's the biggest. Haircuts are the most non-essential fucking thing right now. So you look a little fuzzy, you look a little shaggy. Well, no shit. The whole sixty thousand people have died in the past couple months. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think we could all kind of be a little more forgiving and not worry about, you know, what the fuck someone's hair looks like. You know, I would and, agree. and what's it? And I see, and 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 you know, I really can't speak on this and, and whatever you know i see these girls on fucking social media and you see them and they're taking pictures and all this other stuff i mean and i had mentioned earlier there the girls who are actually out not social distancing that are pissing me off but you see girls and they're on social media and they have makeup on and it's like so let me get this straight you're sitting at home you're unemployed you're sitting at home and you know you've you've always had an online presence but you sat there and put makeup on as part of your routine to take pictures in your house or even I mean and even if you were out socially you know you went out and you did safely socially distance or whatever but you would you put makeup on and it's like who the fuck are you looking good for what what you know like you know and of course because once again I guess it's part of our routine it's part of our you know nor, you know I guess to feel normal or whatever <clears throat> but it just it, it blows my mind that there's there's women at home you know, and especially look, I'm on look, I'm on Instagram. I follow Instagram models. I follow girls that you know. Who doesn't want to see girls, sexy women posing sexy? Every you know, they post pictures every day for free on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I already have an internet connection. I'm gonna look at it. But it's like it blows my mind that these people that their their whole identity is based on looks. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna waste my time. And energy because I, I crave that attention from fucking strangers. And of course, that's coming from a guy who's doing a podcast, but I, I'm not, you're at your house, I'm in my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Luckily, this is something we can I do mean, that we've been, we've been social distancing for a couple of years now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even when we did the podcast together, I mean, if things were, you know, if, if we were still doing the podcast live together, and all this shit happened, I would say, okay, all right, Paul, we got to go back to Skype. Because, <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. This is how you know, and and I've been and you know, and I've been doing. I uh, here in Rochester, there have been people who've been doing um, uh, online open mic nights where they like comedians will like you know film themselves and and talk to each other, doing their jokes and stuff like that, as if they were in a comedy club or if they're a bar, you know, the places that do open mics, you know, bars and shit like that. Um, you know, I, I've I've done the you know uh, going on um, Twitch and Discord. And playing games, uh, you know, they have these online games that you don't know Jack. They call them the Jackbox games, you know. Though that's fucking fun as hell. You know, you can still socialize and not leave your fucking home. There's no reason to fucking leave your home. And is and once again, uh, some of the stuff I say on the podcast is stuff that I put in the, I put a, I, I've written in, on uh, on social media. But I'm telling you, you know, I've been sitting at home and I don't drink every night. That's not my thing. You know, I I enjoy a good I enjoy a good drink every now and then. And, uh, you know, I've been, you know, my, my drink of choice has been whiskey and it's like, I've gotten myself so to the point where I'm enjoying my whiskey at home that you forget when you go to bars, bars water that shit down. <laughs> you know, it's funny how like you go to a bar and drink like, you know, three or four whiskey and Cokes and still like relatively be level headed, you know, and here I have one whiskey and Coke, but that's at my house that has been watered down. <laughs> And I need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> you know, say I gotta. I stand up to go take a piss, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I gotta chill the fuck out. So I, I'm telling you, these bars. Once the bars start reopening, you know, uh, you know, uh, they're gonna have to fucking bring it when it comes to uh, uh, get, giving us the liquor the way we've gotten ourselves. Well, uh, <laughs> we've gotten ourselves used so, to. So I mean, that that kind of gets me to where like, like I, I I really think that we're gonna end up needing to be like. Especially, like, for me, with movie theaters, like, 
my my thought process, and again, I, I don't know if this is what my company is going to end up doing, but you know, uh, my thought process is is do like what fuck Costco is doing. Don't let anybody in the fucking door without a mask yeah. on. Like, make sure you're wearing a mask. And you know, basically, what else I would do is not only just make sure that they're wearing a mask, but fucking, you know, like I was saying to my boss the other day, I was like, you know, I think a nice touch would be, for example, somebody fucking. You know, before you walk into the theater, there's that alcohol station, not alcohol and what you're thinking, but you know what I mean? Like rubbing alcohol, uh, sanitizer, oh, yeah, whatever yeah, you they, yeah, they have the sanitizer, um, right. little, and, and like kiosk, how yeah, the little, your, your favorite place. <laughs> <little> <laughs> yeah. And then have one back at the ticket stand. And then that way people are at least feel like, hey, they're taking this seriously. Obviously, you know, we're going to be ending up like cleaning like everything pretty much, you know, every hour cleaning the door handles, cleaning whatever. But for me, I'm just like, I don't want somebody coming in if they don't have a mask on. And if they don't have a mask on, I want to I want to have the ability to deny them. Because I feel like that's putting my health in, in risk, and that's putting other people's well, health at risk. You know, now, I mean, you know, the, you could also offer a mask. I mean, I'm just, you know. Well, I don't know. See, that's the other thing is, like, that, that may end up happening, too, though, is, you know, they may give us a supply of masks. I mean, obviously, they're going to probably give us some PPE for the employees, you know, masks. Um, what else? Masks, uh, gloves, and not, you know, not the not the the um like the cheap plastic gloves but the actual like latex gloves um i would also probably advise the employees even though it's going to be probably hot as fuck <laughs> like wear the, the wear long sleeve shirts because until this is over like I, you don't know if if you know somebody coughs and it gets on your arm if you're not infected you know what i mean so why not just do it you know what i mean just you know do it for now and you know it is what it is but, you know, basically, like, for me, you know, we should be doing whatever we need to do to make sure that I'm safe, my employees are safe, and even the people that are coming in and watching the movies are safe. Now, do I think that they should offer, you know, have a supply of masks for people just in case, like, they don't mm -hmm. bring a mask? Sure. I'll give them that. But if somebody refuses to put a mask on even mm -hmm. after I do that, sorry, I can't let you in. I do it for rated R films. I do it for parents that try to bring their kids that are six and under into um, rated R films. So why couldn't I do that for masks? If it's a health risk, I think that's a perfect idea. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what my company is going to do. I hope that they, they do run with that policy, but we'll see. I, I mean, for the time being until, you know, this all passes and we have a, a vaccine and whatever, that's what we have yeah. to do. And it's not, and it's not just that, like if I get sick, my both of my parents are immune compromised, so by me getting sick, I could pass it on to them, and they could easily die. I don't want that. So that's that's why I'm I'm hoping that these companies and I and a lot of companies that I've seen that have opened, um, a lot of them are are doing intelligent things. Like one barber, even before he opened, like sanitized the whole freaking had a company come in and sanitize the whole place. Like, I'm like, that's great. That's wonderful. That's what I want to see. And then they um, socially distanced the chairs and everything. And they also, like, some of them are also doing it, like, by appointment. So, like, instead of, like, every 15 minutes or every half an hour, 
every hour there's somebody. So one at one o'clock, one at two o'clock, one at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it gives you enough time to kind of sanitize, to you know, put space in between the last person. I think that's a great idea. I think doing those kinds of things is exactly what you need to do. And you know, make people as much as they don't want to do it, wait in their car if they come early. You come early, great, but you can't come in until that other person leaves. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I mean, I just hope that you know we've been kind of talking about this, people being intelligent and not stupid. I want to see more of that. I want to see my company do it. I want to see you know other people's companies doing it as well. I mean, everybody, every time that you go into Wegmans now, everybody's wearing yeah. a mask. So yeah, like well, I went to Walmart the other day, and uh, you know they they like they even controlled the traffic. Like you have to come in through this door yeah. on this side of this door. There's a there's people sitting yep. there, um, you know they have a little station. As soon as you get your your cart, you know you could wipe down the handle, um, you know, and then you know you go through all the stuff you go through, and then you have to go out through a certain exit. And so you know, and and they have I know this is a big thing. I've noticed a lot of other people are making a big deal about it. They have these arrows on the floor. You're supposed you know, now, people don't understand how these fucking arrows work now. These people, oh, they're trying to make us walk through every aisle. No, asshole. If you don't want to fucking go to that aisle, just skip it and go to the next aisle. You know, and and if it means you have to skip an aisle and then go to another aisle and drive around, you know, like we've all done this when you've gone to a parking lot. When you when you when you pull into like a driving complex that's like more than one level, and there you have to drive a certain way to get out. <laughs> you know, and so so if right. if if the if the arrows go in one direction. And, and and it's it's outward and it's the aisle you want to get into. Hey asshole, go to the next lane, go to the next aisle, walk down that one, come around, and come back up the aisle the proper way. You know. Now luckily I haven't seen a problem with that. I didn't. I did. I, luckily I was not. I didn't feel particularly crowded at Walmart. Now also keep in mind I went on a fucking Tuesday in the morning because uh, you know a, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, because it's like, you know, of course, we all kind of have, and, and I work, you know, when I work there, you know, if I work during the week, you know, I, you know, generally, I want to shop on the weekends. You know, that's a lot of people's mentality. The weekend kind of has that shopping feel to it. Well, one, nowadays, everything, every day is the same. Weekends don't fucking exist anymore. But um, also, like, I know the dummies are going to be there on Saturday and Sunday. I know the dummies are going to be there. So I was like, you know, mm, yeah, like, well, not really come out because <laughs> like they're roaches, man. They come out in a fucking honestly, weather. like honestly, there's more people during the week than there is during um, on Friday on, on Saturday and Sunday now because nobody's out. Like it's like a fucking ghost town. And so most of the time when I go out on like the weekend, like there's nothing, dude. Well, like I, I, I look, I went I went Tuesday morning. I went Tuesday morning, mm. you know, and I said because I didn't want to go on the weekend because I felt in my heart and my heart of hearts that if I went on the weekend, if I went on a Saturday or Sunday, I'd be dealing with a significantly a lot more people than I would Tuesday morning. And so luckily, like even though the Walmart does have the arrows on the floor, and and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't follow the arrows, but you know, I didn't feel like I was invading anybody's personal space. I didn't feel people were invading my personal space. You know, well, I have no problem. You know, and I'm not going to make a big deal about it for some. And that's it's it's like that when you go shopping anyway. Sometimes you're going to look for something and you want to shop, and there's some fucking you know 
there's some cunt there. Let's just put it like that. There's some cunt there who thinks the world fucking belongs to her, and she's standing there doing whatever she's doing, and she's standing right in front of the fucking product that you need. <laughs> you know, and 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 sometimes you have to deal with shit like that. So uh, it's I feel that same way about people that are standing there. You know, I want to keep social distancing, and 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 luckily nobody. This you know, the last time I went, nobody was standing in front of the stuff that I need to you know that I need to get. But you know, but that, that you know, right. saying, just going and shopping way before the quarantine happened. When you go shopping, there are people who just stand there. People to use their carts to take up the whole fucking aisle because they think the world fucking owes them. You know, you had to deal with that shit anyway. So uh, I, I've been well. Go on, I've sorry. also I've I've also noticed that Walmart. Number one, like Walmart's the place where everybody just they just flock to that place and they just like destroy it. Like I I thought Wegmans was bad. Like I went into Walmart the other day and I'm like, what the hell happened here in the food aisle? And then I'm like, and this this like turns me off from going in there at all. There were more people not wearing masks in there than in Wegmans. Like I I, I like the last couple times I've like. Nine times out of ten, I won't have somebody that doesn't have a mask on. Like, like when they first put the policy in, people – there was like maybe one I saw, maybe two that I saw that didn't have a mask on. Now I don't see anybody. Wegmans I went in the other day, fucking people without their masks on. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to come in here because it, it, it's – it just it, – to me, that's just disgusting. Like, you're not – you're not like fucking understanding that there's other people around you. Do you want to get sick? No. I don't want to get my kids sick. I don't want to get my parents sick. So why would you want to get me sick? You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make sense to me that you would want to do that. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just of the belief that this is just just be intelligent about things. And look, it, you know, it doesn't take I went to the dollar store when all the shit happened. I went to the fucking dollar store and I got myself fucking a bandana at the dollar store. Now I have I have this other thing now that it's like a liker thing. It, the funny thing, it's supposed to be a thing where you put over your whole head and like you know you look like a fucking you look like someone out of fucking. <laughs> I look like those military guys, you know. I have that, but what I do is I keep the eyes. I I I pull it back where my head's sticking out through the hole where just the eyes are. So it's this weird liker thing that it covers my face. It's supposed to cover my whole head, but I, I push my head through the eye holes. If that, and so I have this thing that's it's nice, and since it's lycra, it kind of you know hugs my face and stuff like that. I bought one of those masks. I, I, I went on Wish.com and bought one of those masks. They look cool. You know, you kind of look like you know, kind of look like a like a Sub Zero or, or, or Scorpion or something like that. Unfortunately, you know, they're they're made for people with human sized heads and not giant fucking heads like mine. So I have one of those, but it looks weird on me, and you can't talk with it on. Like as soon as you talk, as soon as you open your mouth with that fucking thing on, the whole thing dislodges, <laughs> defeating the whole purpose. Um, but once again, I went to the dollar store. Where I got two bandanas for fifty cents. <laughs> I mean, two bandanas for a dollar, meaning they're fifty cents a, a bandana. Um, you know, go somewhere. Bandanas are dirt fucking cheap. I mean, people use bandanas to blow their fucking snot on. You can buy them. You can get them cheap. And then what I did was, I bought a spray bottle. You know, and I bought um, rubbing alcohol. And you know, so like if you know. When you're done using the mask, you spray it down with some rubbing alcohol. I mean, once again, this isn't, and it's it's something I keep in the car. And, and you know, I'm pretty sure there there are a lot more thorough ways to keep things. But I mean, if you want to keep things to the fucking bare minimum, keep a fucking spray bottle 
in your car with fucking, you know, and, 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 uh, with, you know, bandanas, which is like the cheapest fucking thing in the world, you know? Um, so that's what I'm just saying is like, you keep it a bare minimum and that's what I've been doing. I mean, I also don't leave the house unless it's absolutely fucking necessary. Exactly. I, I don't leave either. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I go more than I should probably just because I need mm-hmm. food. But I mean, like, why would you go out if you don't need to go out? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, um, so before we go to break, uh, just this kind of quick fire couple things here. Uh, Kim Jong Un. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on with that. They're saying he's dead. He's he's alive, but he's brain dead. I. I South Korea says that he's alive. I heard he's fine. He's dead. He's not dead. Um, you know, I believe, I don't know what the structure is over there, but if it, you know, there, there are people that are saying like, if his sister takes over, his sister is 10 times worse than he is. Like he's a scumbag, but he was more just like all talk and no, he was all bark and no bite. You know, there are people saying like, if his sister takes over, like, his sister might actually start shit, <laughs> which is all we need. We do, you know, this this year. Not to mention, we fucking have UFOs. I, I, let's not gloss over the fact that the fucking Pentagon declassified videos of fucking UFOs. Um, you know, so this is this is like we're we're in we're in a disaster movie where this is every movie about the end of the world. It's plague or UFOs or or killer uh, apes or or Skynet. Or something like that. So, 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 you know, we're pretty much in the end time. So, if World War Three did actually start, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Um, so, let me see what else. Uh, Governor Cuomo, Cuomo, uh, Cuomo, Cuomo, Cuomo. He's been showing, uh, you know, wonderful restraint and level-headedness during this whole situation. People are saying, "Oh, you should run for president." And he's sort of like, you know, there's other things to address right now. <laughs> he's like, he's like. Um, I'm handling yeah. this. Fuck you. you. Know, and New York is a, New York is a <laughs> like, complicated dude, fucking state. You know, you know, the, you know, it's big. It has several different regions to it. You know, people always assume New York when they see when they think of New York, they think instantly just of New York City. You know, New York, you know, New York State. Oh no, it's you know, not. Yeah, you know, from where not. I grew up to where I live now, you know, it's a six-hour drive from Rochester to New York City, and Technically, I haven't even left. Well, I mean, I leave the state because on the map it's actually a quicker drive. But I'm just saying, if and if I had, to, if I decided to not leave New York State, which makes no sense, but let's just say I want to stay in New York State and just take the throughway, it would take me like eight hours to drive from New York City to Rochester. But my point being is that it's so fucking big that you can drive for hours and still be in the same fucking state. And you know, California is the same way. I'm pretty sure Texas is. The same. I mean, a lot of states are are big, but you know. Here's a guy trying his best to, and I guess he's level-headed. Uh, my thing is just like, you know, I also loved and respected Rudy Giuliani after 9-11. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm giving him his props now. Um, you know, look what happened to Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani fucking turned into a fucking uh, a vampire. He turned into a, 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 he turned into a ghoul. He turned into a fucking monster. So I respect Governor Cuomo for the, his level-headedness and his leadership. You know, but, you know, let's see how he, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving him too much praise because I've been burned in the past. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still post-traumatic with fucking, uh, with Rudy Giuliani. Um, well, well, he wasn't, he wasn't, um, mayor of New York City, yeah. so we'll leave it that. Um, and then before we go to break, uh, you know, they had the Blue Angels fly over New York City. The Blue Angels are the are the you know these these they're really extremely talented um, jet fighter pilots. 
But that being said, you know, do we at a time like this where people should be staying the fucking doors, do you do we really need an air show over New York? You know, and I and they go, oh, this is for the for the uh, this is for the workers and the essential workers and the healthcare workers. Those motherfuckers need sleep. They don't need a fucking air show. <laughs> you know, yeah, give, exactly. give them a fucking break. Put on put on your PPE and show up at the fucking hospital and, and say. How about you send them hazard? Yeah, exactly. How for about all that? the fucking money that was wasted on expensive as fuck jet fuel, you know, you could have, you know, I don't know, get, get these people to fucking hotels and, you know, open up the Four Seasons and let the let the healthcare workers hang out in the Four Seasons and shit like that. You know, there's there's other ways you could have spent that money, um, as opposed to putting putting on a fucking air show. And that's and that's and and before we go to break, I, that's another thing I kind of had in my notes also. All these big tough guys that are raiding the fucking. You know, are, are you know if you're bored, and that's what, and it's funny because Cuomo kind of I had made this comment first, but Cuomo kind of addressed someone at, at a press conference, which is like, what about the people that you know? What if somebody commits suicide because they're they're at home and they're and they're so bored they commit suicide? And he goes, you want to not be bored anymore? Go volunteer at a hospital. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, go help out the exactly. fucking healthcare workers. Exactly. And the same thing, all these big fucking tough guys with their guns and shit like that. You know, because they want to reopen with saying the government's being tyrannical and all this shit. Go, go volunteer at a fucking hospital. Go see what the go see what the real front lines of this pandemic. You know, we, you know, in, in the news today, a, a doctor committed suicide because she's been so stressed out over you know dealing with death and dealing with people that are dying, and then you know then you know you try to go look to the outside world and hear these people fighting to open up. But way before we're ready to open up, which only means it's only going to be a further burden on the fucking hospitals, where you know, the doctor is so stressed out she committed suicide. So uh, all these big tough guys, you so fucking big and tough, you know, you want you know you want to dress up like a fucking soldier. Well, we're in wartime, and, and hospitals need your fucking help. <laughs> you know, saying, uh, you know, so Agreed. you know, you want to show the world how big and tough you are. Go volunteer at a fucking hospital. Exactly. And uh, I think with that, we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc., 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Victory Championship Wrestling presents Lethal Leap Year, on sale now for $9.99. Don't miss a single body slam or epic moment. Witness the showdown between Big Smooth and Johnny Slaughter for the BCW Championship. Go to bcwaction.com for exclusive events. Only found on bcwaction.com. And as an added bonus, the first 100 people to order this event will receive a free front row seat to the next event. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, it's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked. 
prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie to jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of it. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping absolutely. up at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch one. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. And we're back. All right, Pulse. Surprisingly enough, even where when everything shut down, we still have uh, entertainment news, nerdy news, uh, a reason not to fucking totally go crazy. Um Ooh, can we talk about movie theaters? Can Let's quick fire theaters? a few things because I know the movie theater is going to be the big one. That's that's the, that's been the elephant in the room. <laughs> so before what do you mean? Do you think I'll go off we, on a tangent on that? Before we dominate the whole Who, second half of the show, and and and, and I know we're going to get into it. So that's just a season for everyone. Let's quick fire. All right, fire um, off. You know, all these movies are getting pushed to 2021. Now, 2021 is going to be fucking 2020. If if things go back to normal, obviously 2021 is going to be the fucking bomb <laughs> because this year's pretty much gone to shit. Everything's yeah. been pushed back. Um, you know, I've, even as we're recording this, I'm seeing like, you know, people talking about uh, the new Space Jam movie with LeBron James and the Russo brothers want to do uh, live action Hercules for Disney, you know, and uh, stuff like that. So. And with all the movies that were supposed to be coming out this year, along with the movies that were already scheduled to come out next year, 2021 is going to be fucking lit. Uh, you know, it's going to be. I think when when things once again when things go relatively back to normal, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say normal, but you know what I mean. Um, you know, yeah. this it's going to be the roaring twenties. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people from being locked up in their house all this time are going to probably go out and probably spend money. People are going to probably go out and start fucking everything that moves. Uh, people are going to be partying, having a good fucking time. So I think, you know, you know, I, I understand the, the gravity of the situation now. But I think, you know, if we could get that curve down and, and get the numbers down and stuff like that, once people are given the fucking green light to go back out and it's safe enough to go back out where it's not people getting reinfected, this shit's going <laughs> gonna to be the wrong people are going to have, you know. There's gonna be there's gonna be the quarantine baby boom. It's gonna be uh, or shit like that. And uh, and speaking of celebrating or whatever, uh, let's just also mention that just a couple days ago was the eighth year anniversary of the podcast uh, on 420 man. <laughs> um, so uh, you know I want to thank all the listeners and all the people that have been uh, the loyal listeners and the people who interacted with the show and people that we've interviewed and and guests of the show and and you know uh you know and all the wonderful things that have come to the show like going to uh, com- uh, comic con and stuff like that um so you know I want to thank everybody we didn't have an, an official anniversary show I guess this would be the anniversary show if you want to say it um we didn't pretty plan anything special cuz you know the world's going to hell but 
Um, I do want to thank everybody who does listen and all the loyal listeners and everything like that. Um, all right, let's let's get to some quick fire stuff before we get to the big thing. Uh, they announced today. I'm not a big fan of the Assassin's Creed movies, but they now you know where they had you know all the Assassin's Creed. Now the new theme is Val. It's, it's called Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so it's Vikings. And before it was like Roman Empire or or the Crusades or or. Or, or the pirates now the new Assassin's Creed is going to be Vikings. I, but that sounds pretty cool. You know, I'd like to give it a look. Um, you know, it's sad that you know as we're recording this, we know that uh, you know it, if things had not gone the way they have gone, we would have this would have been the weekend that uh, Black Widow would have come out. But you know, I look in my timeline, and this was this time last year was Endgame. Two years ago was Infinity War. You know, it's May. The weather's starting to get nice. This is the time people start going to the movies, and this, you know, usually that first block, the first blockbusters, the summer, you know, if you want to call it summer because it's only May, but the summer blockbusters, we would have been seeing uh, Black Widow. You know, fucking Scarlett Johansson finally gets her own movie, and the fucking world goes to hell, <laughs> and uh, we have to wait for it. Um, I'm willing to wait. I think it looks good. Uh, but you know, it just, it's so weird. Uh, we'll get back to the, the Russo brothers in a minute. Um, there were a bunch of shows from Adult Swim that were on Hulu, uh, that went away. So by the time this comes out, it's already too late. But when I made the note, you know, I, I, for the past couple of days, I've been binging, um, like Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law and C-Lab 2021. Um, so it's just been a weird past couple of days with all the, you know, those shows are fucking weird. Um, but in in that being said on hulu they are releasing a show in, a, in about a week called solar opposites from the creators of rick and morty i mean it, it looks like rick and morty you know it's just it's about these aliens living you know crash land on earth or, or can't come to earth and um i really yeah. want to watch that i might start watching that tonight actually no 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 I, is it, it out already i want to say may 8th so um Damn. You know, we're still a lot a week away, but once again, as we're recording this, the new Rick and Morty, once if I'm not mistaken, uh, comes out this weekend. So you know, we're gonna get a double dose. You know, we're getting you know official Rick and Morty, and then you know the the, the show Solar Opposites. So it, it, we're gonna get a double dose after months and months of waiting. You know, one good thing, you know, now you know we're all stuck inside, and we're, everyone's looking for new shows to sh- to come out. Well, we'll have two new shows in it. Um, uh, I watched. Parasite again. It was a fucking great movie. It really, you know, I know people got a little upset because, like, you know, it was a Korean movie winning the best movie. It's a good fucking flick. And if you haven't seen it, you know, put some time aside because it's it's not dubbed. It's subbed. You have to fucking <laughs> you have to sit and read. But it's actually a really good fucking flick. Um, Saturday Night Live has been um, been doing really cool shows from home where they're doing sketches or, you know, they're goofing on Zoom and they're goofing on and there people are recording sketches in their house. They're using green screen to make it look like characters are in the same room. Um, but I think the coolest fucking thing is uh, they got Brad Pitt to pay Dr. Fauci. And and I say, you know, someone asked Dr. Fauci, they said, do you want Brad Pitt to play you? And he said, yeah. And, you know, of course, that was just meant as a goof and sort of just like, you know, let's just have a little fun or whatever. And wouldn't you know, fucking Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live reached out and actually got <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt. Not that he's busy. <laughs> Not that anybody in Hollywood's busy right now. Uh, but they got Brad Pitt to, to film. No. A, uh, 
it's a really fucking funny scene. And even if you don't like Saturday Night Live, and even if you're not like a political person, it's on Hulu and stuff like that. Like, just watch that clip because it's pretty fucking funny. I mean, I I've always loved Saturday Night Live, um, but like, even if you're not a political person, just check out that clip because it's pretty fucking funny. Um, uh, I watched the new Simpsons. It's a short. It's not a full episode on Disney. Like, I guess it's like the first like official like Simpsons release post the Disney buyout or whatever of Fox. And it even begins where it looks like a it looks like the silhouette of of Mickey Mouse. And then the lights turn on and it's like Homer Simpson with two donuts on his head. Um, Shit. It's called like Maggie's Day Out or something like that. It's pretty it's pretty cute. Um, and sad news. I mean, obviously the rest of the world's going to hell, but you know, and, and the nerdy sad and news, uh, Howard Finkel, voice of the WWE. I mean, if you're an old school fan from that passed away, you know, Howard Finkel was one of those guys, you know, old school, you know, pretty much wore a tuxedo all the time when, you know, he was an announcer, you know, back in a time where, you know, announcers are supposed to be these classy old school kind of guys, you know, had a great voice and, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, obviously, you know, time passes and people pass, but, you know, just like when I said Howard Finkel died, I was like, no. Um, and then we're right before we get to the big uh, the story that I know Paul, oh, San Diego Comic-Con officially has been canceled. And I don't think, I don't know if we mentioned that in the last episode, but um, the organizers had said, basically, the organizers didn't cancel it themselves. They were waiting for the city. The city of San Diego canceled san diego comic-con and that's kind of smart yep. because see if and and here's what happened is they're collecting they were collecting money from exhibitors and they were collecting money from you know people pay all the people that we see at comic-con pay to be at comic-con as you know the, the the exhibitors and stuff like that and so if san diego comic-con canceled they would have to refund people their money and, and you know in theory they would have to refund all this money if the city cancels it, they could say, hey, you know, they throw up their hands. Hey, we can't do anything. The city canceled it. And we don't have, you know, not that they don't have to refund their money, but they, oh, we could give you credit for next year. Meanwhile, they're sitting on, you know, a nice chunk of change, you know. Uh, it's it's more it's more insurance. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, well, we're just not going to we're not going to give anybody their money back. No, no, no. When the city cancels it, that's when their insurance kicks in. And now they have that money to give people money back, and they don't yeah, lose but I, anything. But it's also, you know, uh, events like this, and, stuff, and and you know, like right now in Rochester, you know, they canceled, you know, all the street, all these street festivals and stuff. You know, the, there's people, you know, for a person to have a booth at a street festival, you know, you got to pay into that thing. And all these street festivals that are canceled, and you know, they're calling people and saying, hey, you know, uh, we're gonna hold on to your money, <laughs> you know, and oh, you can use it for next year. You know, this is a person like, what if I don't, what if I'm not in this business anymore, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but, I mean, I can't blame them. It was the smart move on it, the smart move on their part, totally as a business to say, you know, let's wait for the city to cancel it. You know, it would be incredibly dangerous, in my opinion, to have sixty thousand people <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a confined space in this. And so we flattened that fucking curve. Um, you know, as much as I love New York Comic Con, and I, you know, I made jokes, and I'll go to fucking, I'll go dressed up in the fucking uh, pandemic suit if I have to, you know, I'll look like a fucking a, a, an astronaut. Um, Please <laughs> I don't. mean, I love, you know, and look, Please I don't. can't even go see my mom in New York City. I, you know, usually my my usual usual not Comic Con things, you know, I stay in my mom's house for a couple of days. I can't even visit my mom. I mean, I could 
I honestly think I'm good enough where I haven't been around people. But you know, if I if I visited my mom and then found out she was sick afterwards, I'd fucking you know I'd go into like a deep fucking depression. But um, you know, it, it, signs are not good for New York Comic Con. <laughs> you know, the things we're we're nowhere near flattening no. that curve. And and New York Comic Con, you know, once again, you're talking about you know sixty to eighty thousand people a day for four days in a confined space. You know, uh, it, it's not you know, and, and let's not say that, you know, not to mention that. You know, the city was, I don't know if they've done it yet, but, you know, the city was was two seconds away from turning Jacob Javits Center into, like, a, a place for patients. You know, a place for a staging, a staging area. It still area. is. Yeah, it so um, as much as it breaks my heart, and, of course, you know, there are a lot more, much more, much more important things in this world right now. You know, it does kind of make me very sad that New York Comic Con ending this year, even though it hasn't been officially announced. But, I mean, you know, we all see the fucking, we all see that coming. Um, and right, and our last story before we get to the big one, uh, and kind of helps help us get into that story. The Russo brothers uh, have have made it public, mm-hmm. and once again, these guys have so much pull that it's very likely this will happen. Uh, you know, still, and obviously, we're still, everyone's still wondering what the fuck's going to happen. Um, say that they want once the quarantine lifts to have, you know, of course, there are two big giant fucking blockbusters. Uh. Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War to be part of the first wave of movies once people can go back to theater. You know, I mean, these were giant blockbusters, you know, I mean, is not, isn't Endgame like the, if it's not, if it's not the top movie, it's definitely top two or three of, you know, highest grossest, highest grossing movies ever. So why not get yet another bite at the apple? You know, once again, you get people that have been quarantined at home, you know, I'm still worried about public safety and public health, but I would be inclined. I'd go out and see both those fucking movies. Like I'd see, I'd see a marathon of of Infinity War and Endgame. You know, and maybe I'll sit in the back, you know, and, <laughs> and bring a can of Lysol with me and <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, wear my PPE like I'm fucking. You know, once again, like if I'm going to fucking. You know, I'm from the movie uh, Outbreak or whatever, but. You know, uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be cool to go back to the theaters and see those movies, especially if it was a, a double feature. You know what I'm saying? And you're talking about five, six hours in the theater. You know, but uh, I'm kind of excited about that. But um, let's talk about let's talk about the, the the big granddaddy story, the big elephant in the room right now. Uh, AMC theaters. I, you know, let's let's start where it started. You know, AMC theaters kind of had an issue with Universal putting out trolls and this is something that we kind of mentioned the last episode and now we're seeing the 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 backlash of that uh trolls was released by universal to on demand uh so and and i had mentioned you know my thing is that you know they had and what you know i'll just play the devil's advocate here up front is they had spent so much money in marketing and you know shit i'm a parent myself you know, taking my daughter to fucking McDonald's, you know, there's trolls all over fucking Happy Meals and stuff like that. You know, strike while the iron's hot. Strike where while people are still thinking about the movie because I don't think they're going to have... They wouldn't have had the heat they got now because, right, this, this movie made like a hundred and something million dollars from people playing it in their houses, um, which was like better than... It, like, it did better as video on demand than it did than it was expected to do in the theaters. That being said, it's also we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are stuck at home. People are watching fucking Tiger King for Christ's sake. So <laughs> you know, so let's not uh, let's not 
uh, be blind to the fact that they also it, it did well because people have such limited fucking entertainment options for children right now. Um, but you know, Universal actually profited uh, by doing the video on demand. But AMC had in, the, in this, um, and now you can kind of step in if you want to. You know, AMC had kind of kicked back and say, "Oh, you want to fucking you want to violate your contract with with you know where you were going to release a movie with us." go over our heads and put it on fucking on demand well fuck you we're not playing universal movies anymore kiss our ass i'm getting ready to <laughs> so I'm saying is, is uh, no, I, that's that's the way i interpret it that amc said you know what you're, you're gonna so, you want to fucking you want to you want to play games and, and 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 not honor your contract well fuck you we're not playing universal movies in and, and then uh you know then as the story's going on now i believe regal has taken, I, I mean, and not not that Regal's doing the same thing as AMC, but I think Regal has Regal also said something about like not playing Universal movies or yeah. Or, so go on. So, Dive so in. <laughs> let me get into it. Let me get into it. Let's let's let let's let's do this. So, all right. So, what's going on here? So basically, let's let, let's take a step back. So, I'm thinking. I believe it was 2011, Chris, or 2001. I can't remember when Tower Heist came out. Mm-hmm. It was a Ben mm-hmm. Stiller movie. And the reason I'm using this, and I'll get to the point of why I'm using this to why now. Universal had this movie called Tower Heist, with had Ben Stiller mm-hmm. in it. So <laughs> Universal before tried to do this, play this little game called, we're gonna try to put this on demand while you're not looking, yeah. and while it's in the theaters. AMC, Regal, and Cinemark caught wind of it and went, fuck you, you're not, and we're not playing your movies. Now, at that time, Regal was only um, in the United States. Uh, Cinemark and AMC, well, AMC AMC is was still just the United States, I believe. Um, and then... Uh, and then Cinemark was worldwide. And once Cinemark came into the field, that's when they went, that's when, you know, they went, okay, I'm not playing any games here now. So basically they stopped, they stopped that whole video on demand thing and blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, basically now, now there's a pandemic, Universal is like, you know what, we're going to take advantage of this and we're going to, Put trolls on demand. Now, the CEO of Cineworld, which owns Regal, basically came out and said, I'm really disappointed in Universal for doing this. And this is before it went to video on demand. Now, let me preface this by saying this to you. If this if this didn't happen and Trolls was released into theaters, it was projected to do about 20 to 30 million in its first week. So let's just say that that 50 million that it made in its first week on video on demand, if that number is true, um, it probably that probably was more than what it would do if it was in theaters. And let's be let's be honest, it would have done better. It's doing better than what it was mm-hmm. supposed to do. Okay, people didn't think that it was going to do mm-hmm. well at all. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. Okay, and let's also be honest about something. Do we think? that trolls would have done as well if people weren't at home. No. <laughs> no. Trolls wouldn't have done as much as it would have done. I mean, you got people buying, like, you have people buying um, Netflix again. You have people flocking to Adult Swim again, inflating Toonami's ratings. Um, so, 
you see all this and you're like, oh shit, okay, I see what we're doing here, I get it, okay, I got it, all right. So let's put those in perspective. Now, let's disregard that for the moment and see what Universal CEO said. He says, well, now we're going to start putting things on video, on, on demand when it goes into the theater. If I'm an owner of a movie theater, I'm going to go fuck you. Because, <laughs> no, 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 that's not going to happen. AMC flat out said no. And NATO did the exact same thing. NATO, for anybody that's listening, is North American Theater Organization. It's an organization that defends all the theaters, private and big, in the United States of America. So, I, I well, actually, it's North America. So it might include Canada. And it, I don't think it includes anything, obviously, outside of... South, south of the, of the United mm. States, um, but who knows? I don't know. It's North America, so I would, would guess it means United States and Canada, whatever. Yeah. You get my point. So basically Universal shot back and said, well, we said we, we would evaluate it. We would evaluate it. Um, um, we would evaluate the movies and where it makes sense. We'll put it on demand mm. when it goes into the theaters. So Regal comes out with a very comprehensive and it, by the way, it wasn't Regal, it was Cineworld. you got to remember, Cineworld, who owns Regal, is worldwide. They're about to buy a whole Canadian uh, theater chain. I don't know if you know about that. There's actually stories about it. That deal probably still will go through because they'll lose a, a lot of money if they don't do it. We'll see. But anyways, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit off track here. But Regal basically said... And the news, you know how the, the media does these things. They took it out of context. But Regal was basically saying in plain English that they're doing the same thing that they've been doing with movies before. If a movie comes out on demand and that same that same movie company wants to put it on theater, in theaters mm -hmm. at the same time, they're not going to play it. Now, some of you may be like, well, they've never done that. And they've never done mm -hmm. that before. Um, there's a movie that Netflix tried to put in theaters called uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon mm -hmm. 2. I think that's the name of it. I, I, it, it. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. I could be wrong, but I believe it was something like that, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2, or something along those lines, whatever. They wanted to put it into theaters, and all the theater chains went, no, we're not having this. Um, so, And then obviously the Tower Heist um, example as well. So... You know, it's one of those things where you're just like, do you think Universal's that stupid to play games with Regal, Cinemark, and AMC? Especially when AMC and Regal, who's now owned by Cineworld, which is overseas, so that means that Regal is technically worldwide because it's part of a company that's worldwide. Do you think that Universal's going to miss out on billions? We're not talking about millions billions of dollars worth of of money that they're going to get so let me let me mention let me name the four movies that are coming out next year because they moved by the way trolls is the only major and and again correct me if i'm wrong but i believe this is the only major movie because everything got pushed back that's coming out this year they have fast nine that's coming out next year they have the new minions movie rise of Gru. um they have we were talking about this earlier jurassic park or Jurassic World 3, and then they have Sing 2. Chris, do you think they're going to miss out on the billions upon billions upon billions of dollars that they could make? Because think about this. You're talking about 75% uh, of the market worldwide is automatically taken away 
in theaters because you decided you wanted to put it on demand. Oh, by the way, at that point, people are probably back to work and outside of their houses. In the post, in the post quarantine. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, do you honestly think that people are going to want to watch this on demand? No. When are they going to have time? They're making up fucking money that they lost. So, Universal's not stupid. And the theaters aren't stupid either. They know that that's what's going to happen. But there's another caveat to this, and that's the reason why like, you don't see Disney, for example, putting 50 films out. And the only reason that they're putting Artemis Fowl, for example, and Warner Brothers is putting Scoob in, like, mm-hmm. on demand is for one reason and one reason alone. They're not going to make money. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to make that much money anyway. So what they're doing is they're trying to capitalize on what they see right now for the pandemic. You won't see this again for a long mm-hmm. time, Chris. You won't. Now, I think the smarter model is what Amazon is, what Amazon Prime has been doing. And, and I don't know if you know this, but what Amazon Prime has been doing is it's been going to these theater chains and it says, look, we want to put insert movie that we're putting exclusively on our service for the first two weeks in your theaters. After that that week or two, it's going to come out of theaters, and then it's going to go onto our service. And those are those are deals that are made with the theaters. Those deals have been made, and those are fine because they made the deals. And by the way, those movies aren't going to make any money anyways. I'm going to be completely honest with you. They they don't make very much. Okay, that they're pretty much just paying for their budget, and then it goes on 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 demand because let's face it those amazon prime movies are probably only worth only had a budget of a couple million they probably make that in the week or two that they're on in theaters and then it's done Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's the it's i call it the tyler perry example tyler perry is a very intelligent man and i know i'm kind of going off on a little tangent here but indulge me tyler perry did plays this game called i know how to i know how to make a movie and make money. He'll make a movie for about five to ten million dollars, mm-hmm. right? So let's take one of his Medea movies. The first week it's in theaters, it'll do twenty to thirty, sometimes even forty million. So now you made thirty-five million dollars. You you paid for your budget. You made thirty-five million dollars, and now anything at the weeks, the second week, the third week, the fourth week, or how many weeks it's in the theaters, you've just made a huge yeah. profit. That's how Tyler Perry became rich. So. These these uh, streaming services have started to figure that out, and like Amazon Prime is trying to do that. So I don't mind those kinds of deals where they're trying to do that. Netflix doesn't get that yet, and one of these days I hope they do because I think like The Irishman, for example, that would have been great to be in movie theaters. You know what I mean? Like I think that if they get that, if they pull their heads out of their asses and see where they could actually make money, I think they could do very well. That said... There's also one other thing that people don't realize, and I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna really explain this because I'm gonna be terrible at explaining it. But there's something called a virtual print fee. What's a virtual print fee? Well, it's a fee that the studios pay uh, the theaters because they forced every single theater, privately owned and big corporations, to switch to digital projection. Mm-hmm. You know this. I've talked about this before. Basically, these deals were put in place where the studios have to pay them a little bit more money than what they were making before to pay for the cost of purchasing all these projectors and putting them into their theaters. Because here's the other thing, Chris. It's not costing them a penny to ship these films out. Why? Because it's all streamed in satellite. Now, 
there's the occasional movie that will be sent on a hard drive and 90% of the time it's because you know something happens where the movie couldn't be downloaded into the theater and now it's out of the the server and they can't fucking you know what i mean like they can't they can't download it anymore so it's it's very cheap for these theaters even if they have to send a hard drive so you don't have any cost to send your films to the the theaters you're paying the theaters for the projectors that they just bought and by the way, as a result, if you have a huge movie in your theaters, you're making billions upon billions of dollars, which makes up for that VPF, virtual print fee. So the reason that these studios continue to put product in the theaters is not just because of the billions of dollars that they they make, but also the fact that um, they have to pay for these projectors, yeah. Chris. Now, one more point that I want to make, too, and this is... This is something that I don't think that people may be surprised because I am in the movie theater industry and I may and you would think I wouldn't say this, but I'm just going to flat out say it. There are movies that should go straight to Netflix and Amazon and whatever streaming service. I know that sounds weird, but Chris, I see movies that come out that are that last maybe two, three weeks. And if it lasts a little bit longer and it's not doing any business, probably because and here's another thing that people don't know. And it, and it happens more with the private chains. I worked for a privately owned company, and they, they made deals like this sometimes. Mm-hmm. This is what happens, Chris. They come, these, these, um, stu- the studios will come. They know this movie's not going to do any movie. It's not going to do business. They know it's not going to make, they know it's not going to be the Avengers. It's not going to make $100,000 or, uh, $100,000. Wow. $100 million in its first mm-hmm. week or more. Okay. They know that. They know that, so I don't care about that. Here's what happens: they go to this, they go to, they go to, let's say, Cinemark. Cinemark, we want you to play said movie. We're gonna give you this much money to play it. So, all of a sudden, you'll see this insert movie in Cinemark theaters, and you're you're sitting there scratching your head, going, "What the hell is that? <laughs> what what the fuck was this movie? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why this is in every single Cinemark?" Mm-hmm. That's why. So keep in mind here, when you hear Universal say this, and and I'll be done now because I've done enough of this tangent already. Keep in mind when you see Universal say, we're going to try to put things on video on demand, take that with a grain of salt. You won't see Fast 9 on video on demand in the first month or two that it's out in theaters. You won't see Jurassic World 3 on demand at the same time it's in theaters. You will not see the new Minions movie, or even Sing 2 the same way. Especially Sing 2. I think Sing 2 will do really well. Because the, the first Sing did really well in theaters. It was a surprise. It took them too long to do the sequel, but I digress. Mm-hmm. They're not stupid. It, why would you leave billions of dollars on the table? You don't do that. That's the whole reason why these theaters keep doing the business that they do. These These companies know if they don't put it in theaters... They're not going to make their money back, and they're losing out on millions and sometimes billions of dollars worldwide. And that's the point I just wanted to make. So don't be surprised if you see more major chains come out. A lot of chains, I think, overseas came out about it. It's basically to tell, to, to send a shot across Universal's bow and say, listen, you tried this before. You got away with it this time, but you got lucky. Mm-hmm. Don't well, fucking do it It's also a warning to other studios. Like, don't fucking do what these guys did. <laughs> now, wait, wait, wait. 
wait, wait. There, I gotta stop you right there because, and I won't, I won't, I won't speak long about this, but <laughs> the only one that could do this and could get away with it is Disney, and the reason why, because they have so many fucking movies that they're putting into theaters that if they say, well, fuck you, we're gonna put this on Disney Plus because that's where it's gonna go, um, they're gonna put it on Disney Plus, okay? And there's not a goddamn thing that Regal or Cinemark or AMC could do about it because it's Disney. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They own, let's see, um, any Disney movie that they put out, period. Um, so you're looking at three major brands right there. Um, and, you know, if, if you're the one that has 50 to 75 percent of the movies coming out in the theaters, you have a lot of buying power. Universal doesn't. Warner Brothers they have a little bit more power nowhere near disney see what i'm saying sony same thing with sony you don't see that many sony films come out they don't have any power Hmm. disney does disney could do whatever the fuck they want that's why you don't see anybody saying anything about artemis fowl being in theaters Mm -hmm. why why would i say something so they can jack up the price on me and not give me any more money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what they'll do that's what they'll do Chris they'll be like fuck you you can't have any oh Regal wants to say for example Regal doesn't want to take said movie from Disney well fine fuck you you can't have any more of our films and by the way we're gonna charge we're gonna take more money from any movies you do play you see what I'm saying so and by the way you won't see Disney doing it either cause Disney's gonna make a shitload of money so if they put insert movie on Disney Plus and in the theaters at the same time and it's one movie a year and but in the grand scheme of things they're making billions maybe even a trillion dollars because they have so many films out in the same year mm-hmm. movie theaters are, gonna, are probably just not even going to say anything because they don't want to fuck with Disney so but yeah, I wouldn't take anything that you see right now don't I, I wouldn't even pay attention to it honestly just let it go for now I'm sure I'm sure if if something if if they want to fuck around, which they won't, we'll see what happens because they they won't win. Universal won't win. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, just, I you know, I, I have no I have no dog in this race. I mean, you know, it's so but it's sort of, you know. I, 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 to me, it just says like, don't, don't, no, nobody else better get any fucking other ideas. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, it's two women fighting with each other. I hate to say that, but it's like two women fighting with each other. Neither one of them are going to win, but it's fun to see. It's, uh, you know, you know when, what I mean? when the drill sergeant makes uh, everyone do push ups because, you know, Gomer Pyle brought the fucking donut from the mess hall, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, everybody, you know, I, you know, and once again, I'm just, you know, does it bother me? I mean, you know, it bothers me, but, you know, it's not like, you know, the, the AMC isn't the only, you know, player in the game. There's other places, and, I mean, I'm not, I could give two shits about Fast and Furious or Sing or any of those movies or, or uh, Undespicable Me and shit like that. So, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just interesting how, how it's all come out, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see, but just, you know, like I said, don't, if you think that these theaters are not going to have Universal Films in there <clears throat> playing next year during the summer, you'd be smoking something. But it's also on the flip side. If you think that they're going to put, they're going to take the chance when nobody's home to play Fast and the Furious 9 on fucking 
video on demand and not have it in theaters, you're smoking something because they're going to lose out on billions of dollars too. So, and and Regal Regal is the one that has a good point because, and it's again, it's not Regal, it's Cineworld. Cineworld, you know, makes it more about listen, we're putting millions of dollars into these movie theaters for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like why would you do that? Why would you play this game? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then they could turn around and sue them because. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that. Like, if you're you, – you just can't do that. You're basically shooting these movie theaters in the in the foot. And, again, you won't see other studios doing this. Yes, there are certain movies right now that are going on demand. And that's because, number one, they weren't going to do anything in the first place. And, number two, it's just going to make people more money. It's going to make more money because you can't go buy a physical release. You can't go into the movie theaters. So why not throw it on demand to make as much money as you possibly can? It makes sense to me. It makes sense. So, you know, there you go. (laughs) Done with my tangent. And I guess, you know, the last bit of, uh, of, uh, if you want to call it nerdy news, I'm not really nerdy news, but I'm getting sick and tired of like, you know, when this pandemic started, you know, those people singing from fucking balconies, fuck those people. You know, um, you know all the feel-good shit. And now I'm getting fucking sick and tired of John Krasinski and his something good news. Have you seen these fucking videos? And I watched I watched about John Krasinski from The Office and, and all this other stuff. And I think I might we might have mentioned it last episode. I mean, once again, oh 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 that that guy. Yeah yeah yeah. He's um he's married yeah. to Emily Blunt. And then he's having like um, the feel good yeah, news like, or whatever like, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched I them, watched but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Four minutes of the first one that he did, and I was like, "Fuck this shit." And I understand there are simple minded people that need to hear good good news because you know it makes their life bright or whatever. But I just I like it. Seen, and I don't. I now don't be wrong. I don't think he's being disingenuous. I, I I think he's being totally genuine. But it's like you know, dude. What after three weeks of fucking Emily Blunt, you get bored? <laughs> like, like, what do you, you know, you're sitting at home with your gorgeous wife, where you don't have to do any, you know, okay, fine, it's, you're not working, but neither of them right now have to, have to, you know, none, neither of them are sweating. Both of them have fucking incredibly successful careers, and this guy's putting out good news. I mean, I guess Emily Blunt must not be a good lay or something. <laughs> it's like, I gotta fucking start streaming some good news or something because it's just not working. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're gonna. We're, I wonder. I, I, I'm gonna love to see what the divorce rate's gonna be after this quarantine after people are stuck together for all these all these weeks. Um, anything else you want to add in there before we wrap it up? I mean, I, I I had some stuff I wanted to go off of politically, but nah, we can save that for yeah. a different episode. So Donald Trump's an asshole. Um, oh, well, the Biden know, it wasn't thing, with right? Donald Trump, but that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need to talk about that. We'll That's get into that next episode, maybe. Um, all right, so let's wrap this up. That's what she said. Uh, what please she visit twostrangeswellpodcast.net or .com. For all things show-related, you can find links to our iTunes page. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, uh, you could download us there. Uh, if you have an Apple device, if you don't have an Apple device and you have an Android, you can find us on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app. Uh, every podcast worth listening to, in my opinion, is on the Stitcher app. You know, Kevin Smith's Modcast and and the Joe Rogan Experience and, of course, Paul's other baby, the Toonami Faithful Podcast, all available. And the Demon Slayer and, Podcast. And, and Demon Slayer, excuse me, I forgot to mention. Um, you can find... I don't need them shooting me in the face for not mentioning it. 
you can, and then of course, other than uh, iTunes and Stitcher, you could also find us on our uh, hosted our hosting sites app, uh, SoundCloud. You go to SoundCloud and just search for Two Strangers One Podcast. Uh, so I make every episode downloadable. Holy shit. Okay, you know what? And I was about to bring up the podcast, and I totally... Well, we've gone this far, and we have an Oscar letter. Oh, my God, I can't believe... Holy shit. Uh, and this, I'm reading this. All right, let me see. Uh, Chris. Uh, oh, boy, let's here we go. So you can write to us at twostrangers1podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I don't even want to know. Right, Jesus Christ. And it's a long one, too. Chris, so you think that anyone is surprised that a relationship of yours lasted less than one of your four seasons? Can I can I stop you? I, I feel like he I feel like he does this thing where like he waits until you're until something shitty happens to you and then he like swoops in and it's just like ha ha I can say something. <laughs> Continue. Uh, oh, through your four seasons. Oh, like winter the season of Rockchester is so cold that even you have a chance of getting companionship just for the warmth of your fat body. Obviously. He didn't keep her plied enough uh, Jack and Coke, so their beer goggles wouldn't wear. She was a, she wasn't a drinker, to be honest with you. She, we went out, we went to go see um, Jason Mewes out in Syracuse, and she had a couple of drinks, and she got sick. She's not a drinker. Okay, uh, her beer goggles wore off. Uh, dude, you're so fat and ugly that the fact that she even got laid once is a miracle. But you needed a captive audience, didn't you? Uh, wasn't your baby mama an inmate? Were you a correctional officer? Yeah, we've, we've discussed it. Uh, damn, the bitch has to be in a cage uh, to find you even remotely attractive. <laughs> Next. Jesus Christ. Uh, to hear you call Wi-Fi and Internet a utility was annoying. Uh, to hear Paul say, here's the thing over and over. Oh, please, Chris, uh, try it as a drinking game. <laughs> as you're drinking so much Jack and Coke, uh, you will need a new deliverer before you guys are out of quarantine. Can you please... Oh, you and uh, you and Chris can get together. <laughs> Jesus. Can you, you please count how many times Paul says that in just one episode? Uh, Chris, I just want you to link them back to back and say, now here's the thing. Now here's the thing montage. <laughs> uh, last but not least, to go back to shitting on you, Chris, uh, to hear you wanting relief for child support just shows what a piece of shit you are. You are in a state of emergency and you're looking for relief from child support. Dude, you're such garbage. It really enrages me that someone that is so unattractive and unsuccessful in life and career and uh, and in a personal life can talk with such arrogance really baffles me. Like, Chris, you're a loser in so many ways. Really, think about that. Let that simmer. Anyway, I continue to listen because you make me feel good about me and my life. How I know that I'm doing better than you pers- professionally, financially, and emotionally. You're so easily, so easy to hate. And I see those vomitas pictures of your beard. Uh, it's all, it's all stages. Your beard's disgusting, like matted dog hair. Sincerely yours, Oscar. Jesus Christ. Uh, God damn, Oscar. <laughs> Jesus. Let me see. P.S. Uh, then there's a P.S. Sincerely yours, Oscar. Uh, <laughs> please bring back the pistol-packing Urkel. I'm sure they don't need uh, his black ass at the library down south. He's not at the library. <laughs> it's, uh, he's no longer at the library, Oscar. Uh, I'm sure he's beating off to anime porn <laughs> in between meals. You guys... 
Wow, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell him you said that. You're fucked now. <laughs> Do you remember wrestling from the 1980s where the late great Howard Finkel would have total combined weights on a tag team? You guys could be, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring at a total combined weight of 1,100 pounds. The team of extra large loser Chris, uh, little peepee man Paul Fascrillo. And their manager, the pistol-packing Urkel. Uh, PPS, Paul, I still hate anime. Sent from my iPhone. Wow, and that was, and I, I said, let me just check, I always forget to check the email before the podcast. So, you can write to us a lovely letter, <laughs> like Oscar has. Um, uh, internet is a utility, goddammit. People need it, especially in this day and age where people are, um, people are using it to collect Pistol packing yeah. Urkels. <laughs> but it, like people, people wouldn't get their stimulus check if they didn't have their if they didn't have Wi-Fi or internet, or people didn't have uh, get unemployment insurance and stuff like that. Um, you know, and also just you know, I mean, obviously, you know, people lived without internet and you know <laughs> before before even TVs were a thing. I mean, yes, you know, but you know, ten weeks, people, you know, if you've lived in a certain way and 10 weeks of like if you had to live in like just reading books and stuff like that people might go nuts i mean of course we'll adopt we'll adapt you know if if things were that fucking bad where you couldn't get internet and you couldn't even like even get it on a like a prepaid cell phone or something like that um you know if things were that bad i mean you're not gonna go crazy you could read books and stuff like that but it's a utility people need it uh as for the child support thing um i pay my child support I, nobody wants to pay child support and 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 i'm not it's not and also my my deal with the child support like my in my particular situation is is that my child support and not that you know and i'm not you know casting stones or saying it's about you know my daughter's mother collects welfare and uh so she's on welfare so she yes. when i get when i my child support check doesn't go to her my money just goes into the system because I, I've had friends, and I know plenty of people. Who, I know girls who have received child support, and and guys who pay child support. Usually, what you pay into child support, that person gets in a check, like a physical check. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, things probably recently have switched over to direct deposit. But you know, what you pay, what the father pays, goes directly to the mother. Since the mom's on welfare, my money just goes into the fucking cloud. My money just goes into where whoever the fuck wants to spend it. It doesn't go to my daughter because the mother's on the mother collects welfare and gets food stamps and and Medicaid and you know healthcare Medicaid and all this shit. So that's what kind of pisses me off about uh, like paying you know and, and and I've always paid my child support and and trust me because if I didn't pay child support. Uh, you know, my ass would be in court. <laughs> Police come knocking on my door. His ass that's what I'm saying. I, I, I pay my child support. I could do something that's of my responsibility and not like it. <laughs> it's not, you know, but that's neither here or there. And when I talk about, I mean, I may be speaking my daughter's mother's business, but I'm not using that to slight her. I'm not putting her all down or anything like that. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just bringing up that fact for my argument of like, you know, shit, I'm paying child support when it's not even going directly to my daughter. You know, and and I buy my daughter mm. clothes all the time. You know, my daughter spends you know days of the week with me. You know, she says she's been spending more time with me because she doesn't have school, so it's not interrupting her schedule when she gets picked up by a school bus and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, with the pandemic, my daughter's actually spent been spending more time at my house. Um, all right, so uh, once again, you can write to us like Oscar does uh, at two strangers one podcast at gmail dot com. 
you can find our uh, our YouTube page. So any any episodes that you once again eight years uh, as as a podcast, any episode that you don't find on our SoundCloud, you can find on YouTube. Just go on YouTube, search for Two Strangers One Podcast. You find all the old episodes there. You can find links to my audio book, uh, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. You can find links to um, uh, I, I do make music uh, under the the name XLNYC. You can find uh, I've had I've uploaded like three albums worth of music there. It's sort of like a electronic music. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, we're on Twitter at Stranger Podcast. Uh, we can, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash two strangers, two strangers, one podcast. We want your money. We need your money. But if you can't do that, it takes two seconds to like and subscribe this episode, you know, like and subscribe, like this page, subscribe to our page, share this page, um, show your support. And thank you to everyone in the past who has done that. And, uh, yeah, and 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 I've you know I've recently added a, a a bunch of new people, uh, people who've been interacting with the page. Um, I I thought I was adding them to the page, but it sort of makes them my personal friends. I mean, we do have a lot of listeners outside the United States, and that's not a you know I, I don't care you know a listener's a listener. Uh, so uh, welcome to everybody, and um, I think I'm I'm done with this. I'm done with everything I need to say. I can ask the floor to you, sir. <laughs> I think I'm done with yeah. this right now. Yeah. All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Biscrillo. You can email me like Oscar has emailed me before, paulbiscrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. And, of course, like he said, you can hear me on Tsunami Faithful Podcasts. I produce and I'm also on the Demon Slayer Podcast, so you can find me pretty much everywhere. So if you want to reach out to me, you can be like Oscar and harass me and that was a, cla- yeah, was a classic letter, I got to say. Even in the middle, even in the middle Dude, of a pandemic, like, like, he, do, he doesn't disappoint. Out. It's like he just comes out of like nowhere. He's just like, "Ooh, Chris got fucked up. I'm gonna say something." Like Jesus Christ, he's he's like that. He's like that. Um, that stalker that like you know is there. That's like, but you won't know. It's like when the, when a cheetah until, chases the gazelle. Like they, you know, there's always that one gazelle in the back that's like limping. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I welcome it. It's it's fun. I, I think it's pretty fu- it's pretty fucking funny. Um, so I'm sorry. So uh, anything else? I'm sorry I cut you off. You're in the middle of what you're saying. No, right, you're good. Well, we certainly guys. We certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening. Had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. Don't I'm be a Paul. stranger. Peace. We're out. Why? No, should be fapping. In the middle of a fucking quarantine. <laughs> what else are you gonna fucking? That's what that's what Chris does all the time. <laughs> Look, uh, my forearm's gonna be like Popeyes. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be like uh, Morty in that yeah. one episode. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want you read Double it? Jackpot? What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. Oh, fucking. Are you oh, sure I didn't write this? <laughs> uh, I, I sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively 
sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh, Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up. Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just wanted to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it still. Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I know on. you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his book, Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. How is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. You could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex but... sells. Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.